0: So, Birdo, a uh, patron wrote in, patron Hallie, she wrote in, and she has a freaky story about a neighbor that she has a question about. She, It's almost oh. like a like a horror ghost story or mm-hmm. something, uh, uh, and she wanted to know our take on it. What do you say? Let's find out. I'm intrigued. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a professor, and I'm also a therapist. My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I debunk paranormal debunkers. Uh, patron Hallie emails in and says, Dr. Honda, tonight we had a strange occurrence in our neighborhood. A crow was discovered tied up in a tree with fines. What? Someone apparently snapped its neck, huh. put it in the tree, and put a stick in its wings to make it look like it was flying. Oh, my God. Needless to say, we were all very disturbed by this. There is a suspect we have in mind, a neighborhood kid in his 20s. I don't know him well, but he seems to have some sort of intellectual disability or mental illness. Other neighbors state that he has been known to trap and kill birds in the past. I warn neighbors to not accuse him since we have no evidence of who did this. I wanted to get your take on animal killing and mutilation. In my mind... As disturbing and upsetting it is to know someone is killing birds, if it was that kid, it would seem better that there has not been an escalation to anim- to mammals, especially considering how many mammals are around. I'm guessing she's referring to pets and humans, yeah, yeah. and humans. As I understand, there was one other crow that we know of killed and hung in a tree in another part of the neighborhood a few years back. What are your thoughts, Patron Hallie? P.S., I appreciate Umberto's new job description in every episode he's in.
1: What is, what is she? What? New job description? I've held the same job for a long time. Yeah. So, Berto, what do you think? Well, I'm still a little offended about the job comment, but okay. Um, listen, that sounds like the beginning of a
0: horror movie. I know, right? And
1: I will say this.
0: Dark what, would Birds, the name, what would the name of the horror movie be?
1: Well, okay, you know, cause what I'm imagining is it is, I have, I have, a. you have, have a, a name a, candidate, cause I'm imagining it's the, one of those movies, before you tell me, I, <laughs> one of those movies where like everyone suspects the wrong person till the end, right? Yeah. So it's something like, like, uh, uh, the
0: bird watcher or something the taxidermist
1: <laughs> oh no that's too much you've taken it <laughs> too far okay no but but yeah it sounds pretty pretty creepy and me, having read a lot about how cer- certain serial killers started by torturing and killing animals right. that's a little worrisome um I'm glad that sh- that she had this instinct of like well let's not rush to judgment and stuff like that, especially if it is a, a, a mentally disabled individual that could be like really an ugly situation of like the whole neighborhood gangs up on some, some suspect because of some premedit or uh, preconceived notion. Um, I, I would be concerned that that's not healthy. Um, it's not healthy for multiple reasons. First of all, dead animals just hanging around, not healthy. Second, uh, they carry disease. The second, it, it is a behavior that's clearly out of quote unquote, the norm. And uh, if there are pets in the neighborhood, I'd be concerned for the pets. Um, but what I don't know is what to do because you don't call the cops on that. Um, so maybe get to know your parent, the parents around the neighborhood. And the, I guess get to know your neighbors better, uh, to have more conversations about it. Maybe someone will come forward and say like, look, I hunt birds and this one just... I killed it. And I, I don't know. Right. Yeah.
0: That's the best case scenario is like, <laughs> or maybe this kid needs people to hang out with and have fun with yeah. other than doing this sort of thing. You yeah. Know? Or maybe he's true. trying to get attention. Who knows? Um, or maybe he didn't even do it, you know, that's right. Which is what I would say is as you patron Hallie are wise to engage in is not jumping to any conclusions. There are many possibilities just off the top of my head. Some kid could be trying to prank someone. Somebody might have found a dead crow that broke its neck like as it flew into their house or something and decided to get a little cute with it to freak out their you know spouse or something yep. maybe uh, someone found a dead crow at a second hand store and thought it might look kind of nice in their tree i mean it all these explanations sound ridiculous, but not as any more ridiculous than some, someone its neck some, it some psychopathic killer yeah. who's like trying to freak you out, you know, cause it's, it's so much like a TV movie. That's know? what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. yeah. And like, and it turns out it's a zombie crow
0: in the first place. <laughs> right. And so, you know, yeah, don't jump to any conclusions. There's a lot of possibilities. And uh, so that's number one. Um, number two, there are many stories like this in which an atypical child is targeted with accusations And then this witch hunt begins. And so what I want to do is I want to lay out like three different scenarios. And we'll kind of – this is – when it comes to coping with stuff like this or trying to make a decision, sometimes it's good to kind of – uh, devise like a list of like possibilities because if you just sort of look at it like we got this weird crow and we you got this weird kid and uh, we're all going to die you know <laughs> but cognitive therapy teaches us let's walk through the possible scenarios and then problem solve based on those scenarios okay scenario 1 he didn't do it he is he has nothing to do with it right. and in that case you know that's just scenario one scenario 2 he did it and he'll never escalate to another Bird, uh, a non-bird, or he'll never even do it again. You yeah. know, let's just say he did it. That's totally possible. Yeah, sure, right. he did it, but he'll, he'll never harm a pet. He'll never harm a human being. Right. Scenario three, he's a sadistic psychopath, and he will escalate to pets and then to people. Now, this third scenario is possible, but it's extremely unlikely. The vast, vast, vast majority of people who are cruel to animals never harm humans in the same way. But it's possible. So if scenario one, he didn't do it, then you have to like figure out who did do it. okay? Yeah. And then a whole other scenario building begins once you figure out who else did it. Scenario two, he did it, but he'll never escalate, is probably the most likely if he did do it. And in that case, who cares? If he kills a random bird every three years in your neighborhood. Like, do you, I don't know. You probably wouldn't care that much about it. Plus I don't think it's illegal to kill crows in your own yard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Scenario three, he's a, he's, you know, starting with birds and he'll end with you. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, in that case, yeah. uh, Move. Um, I don't put security cameras, get a gun. I don't know. But the chance of that happening is, so far below the chance of you getting killed on the highway on the way to work tomorrow by a crow, <laughs> um, uh, that it's probably not worth worrying about is the thing we, ha- we've been pumped all of this in infra- you know, all this, uh, all these stories from the news and from stories and from, you know, movies and from books right. that, Whenever we see a dead crow that someone killed and a, someone has you know propped up in a in a in, if you saw that in a movie or a TV show it's going Close and she's gonna kill you <laughs> you you know someone's gonna die yeah. like no no nothing begins <laughs> in, uh, no story begins in this in movies or in in the uh, uh, on the news uh, like that without it ending horribly but the fact is is that it rarely ends horribly when it's stuff like this. There are plenty of, take it from me. I've had many clients who are cruel to animals and they just sort of every once in a while, they might harm a pet kind of, but they usually keep it to like spiders or ants mm-hmm. or the occasional bird that they get their hands on because one, they might not have that much of a drive to harm other things. They might, you know psychopaths aren't sadistic; they just don't have emotion they don't they don't have empathy yeah. in general but if you're a sadistic psychopath, that's actually a p- that's a very small subset of psychopaths right and they actually get pleasure from harming other right. beings and so these are extremely rare people now um a question
1: so these places that like kill uh pigs and kill cows like uh, butcher uh you know the uh, factory farming slaughter sure. house. slaughterhouses. <laughs> Thank you, slaughterhouse five. Yeah, Um I've seen the you know parts of the videos where they they show the the cruel behaviors. Uh, one thing I am wondering is how much do you think that is people with little options they get a job and over time they desensitize and start be- becoming cruel versus people gravitate to that because they already have those tendencies. Both,
0: but I would say most of. And again, I don't have any data, yeah. but just based on anecdotal evidence, I would say most people that work in slaughterhouses have the same empathy as you and I do, mm-hmm. but desensitize themselves I see. to that over time. And
1: then some small percentage, well, hopefully a small, become sadistic or are sadistic. Or,
0: Well, that's an interesting question. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me think about that. Um, if you were sadistic, then yeah, the way that pedophiles might be attracted to working with kids, yeah, sadists might be attracted to slaughterhouses because it's like socially sanctioned killing yeah. of other beings, you know. But can working in a slaughterhouse slaughterhouse create psychopathy or sadism? I would say no. Um, I, I, as another related thing, I just because otherwise we would we would have seen a whole slew a lot of yes, yeah. Well, another
1: related thing is I I just uh, saw a video about a recent story that uh, Microsoft is getting sued by ex employees that worked in their online safety division because they had to watch the worst of the worst they came across the worst of the worst porn, which included child and bestiality and murder, like murder type porn and things like this. And they became traumatized. Right.
0: That's different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Traumatized. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. And Uh,
1: and I guess my question was like, could that lead to them being, you know, exhibiting behavior?
0: uh, Psychopathy is related to early childhood trauma, not as an adult. Okay. Uh, But and it's different you know because we ascribe a whole different depending on your culture and depending on your decisions we ascribe completely different meanings to the lives of animals as we do to humans yeah. right and so there's now there's some people that don't differentiate you're one of those people actually you're now vegetarian i don't know if you want to talk about that vegan vegan i'm, I'm mostly vegan but uh you haven't always been no no uh, and you decided to become vegan mainly for health reasons at first for health
1: reasons and as i've been learning more
0: also for planet reasons i guess yeah but you have always even before while you were eating meat have always had a ethic of not purposely harming other living That's creatures right. even yeah. if it's a bug yeah so so a long time ago i started down the path of like <gasps>
1: i don't want to support factory butchering and slaughterhousing and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I can do organic and grass-fed and more humane and all that stuff, definitely
0: will will opt for that. Right. And so so you're one of those people. Uh, of those. I'm 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 similar to <laughs> yeah. you although I'm not a vegetarian or vegan. Um, I, uh, but there are some people who, you know, and and I grew up, the the sort of weird paradox is I grew up in what is now called Sammamish, what was called then Issaquah. And if you talk to people now, it's like, oh, Sammamish, fancy, (laughs) la-ti-da. It's where like the pro football, pro pro baseball players live because there's these huge mansions out there now, these like, you know. It's it's in the woods. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's far enough away from the city, but close enough to Seattle. It's uh it's where all the richy Riches live now. Interesting. But when I was growing up, it was anything but that. <laughs> it was it was farms. Um, there were right next door. There were people with horses, you know, okay. and they would and regularly as a kid, I would see. Girls. It was always girls riding their horses, like to the store or something. Uh-huh. Like people would ride their horses as a thing of of <laughs> uh, like transportation. A, yeah. <laughs> and the the one store that was on the plateau had an actual hitching post for your for your you know uh, I don't know if you know what that is. But yeah, yeah. So
1: instead it, of using them just for the donkey shows, they actually use them for transportation. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. And so I grew up with things it you know being quite rural and as a result i absorbed the even though i never participated in it the kind of attitudes that those sorts of people have towards livestock mm-hmm. because if you have cows and horses and inevitably there's always like 10 stray cats kind of <laughs> roaming around and you you have like five dogs and you might have some goats and yeah. some pigs and you have a completely different relationship with animals. Now, it's not you're not sadistic towards animals. No. You might actually love those animals, but when it comes time, you slaughter them. You're comfortable with killing them to eat them. Right. Yeah. And when a an animal has a problem like a horse breaks their leg or a cat is, you know, starting to get kind of sick, you don't have any problem just, you know, doing the deed and putting the animal yeah. down. And so there's a I have a thread of that enemy now. I could never do that, and uh, am more in your camp. But I'm very sympathetic toward people that are like that because yeah. they're often portrayed as like these awful people that you know. How could they treat animals that yeah. way? And, and
1: and you know, and for most of my life, it, I mean, literally most of my life, uh, I've eaten on the shoulders of the people that can just. Kill animals so I could eat them, right? You know, so I've benefited from people that that do that.
0: Yeah, that's an intellectual thought, but most people, including myself, distance themselves from that notion and are sure. are in denial. I mean, sure. the whole thing is, it's like if you you don't want to know how sausage is made, what <laughs> how's it how's that yeah, phrase it yeah you it's like this. you don't really want to know how any of your meat is made. I mean, if anyone ever, if if Americans actually saw and some people do yeah. on these documentaries, then you will very quickly become vegan, you know, <laughs> because it, it really shocks the system given our culture. Yeah, But it's not to say that if that doesn't shock you, there's something wrong with you. It's just the way that you're raised. It's just kind of how but, things are. And
1: it, and it is weird because it's been many, many, many years since I've seen and known about cruel treatment. But, It never made me want to not eat animals. It just made me want to eat animals that were raised quote unquote humanely, but that were still slaughtered at some point, right? Um, so yeah, ultimately for me, it was more like the, the health thing. On the other hand, what I, what I never understood even as a kid is there were, there were contingencies of kids, like say in starting in fifth grade even that seemed cruel. They were cruel to each other. They were cruel to animals, like I saw, you know, like the whole insect, like they just love stomping on bugs and things. And I, it never, like, I, that was something I never understood. Like, why are they like that?
0: Right. But yeah, and it could have just been uh, them being, yeah, or yeah. trying to be manly or something. Yeah. But it, it could have also been uh, an actual, what we might call, sadistic tendency a personality trait where they get tremendous pleasure from the suffering of another life. And
1: are are bullies a bit like that? No, uh,
0: a a sadistic person can become a bully. I see. But my my estimation based on statistics is that the people you encountered were not actually sadistic in the sense that I would define that they were probably troubled and, hurting and just compensating or something
1: like there was a there was a kid in my class who was
0: because the final point is sadism is is very rare rare. it's a very particular kind of thing
1: there was a kid in my class who was bullied by kids two grades i think above and every time he would walk by this hallway they would start kicking him they would like line up on both sides of him and just kick him and he happened to be one of the taller, bigger kids in my class. So I don't know if they picked on him because they thought he could take it or something. But I was always like, oh, my God, this is like Lord of the Flies. Like, what, what the hell? Um, and so, you know, if I lived in a neighborhood and I found a crow, like, I think some of that would be triggered. I'm like, oh, no, there's some of these, like, crazy Lord of the Flies type people living around here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's freaky. Yeah. Uh, and so the final thing I will say to Patron Hallie is if I were you, I would not think about it, because <laughs> the the chance of it actually impacting you or someone you love is extremely low. Uh, you know the reason why there are billions of guns roaming around in in uh, American homes is because when we hear stuff like this, we assume the most unlikely, rarest scenario that. Right. that this guy is going to try to kill you and your family. The chance of that is extremely low. If if that was even a 0.1% chance, we'd all be dead. Yeah, Because for every one of those people, if every one of those people every now and then went on a killing spree, like half of us would be dead by tomorrow. Yeah. It, it's, you know, killing sprees, murder, sadism towards other humans. That is actually, you know, uh, now if he is a sadist and you're, In his family, in all likelihood, you're impacted by that. But this guy is just like down the street, you know what I mean? So you're much more likely to be struck by lightning or bit by a shark or killed on the freeway or die of leukemia or something, not to get morbid. But there's a lot more relevant things to worry about. So I I personally, if I ran into this, because it is a freaky story, I'm going to give you that. I would quickly say, "Eh, statistically, I'm not going to let myself worry about that. Um, having said that, you know there 's a chance that that there is some issue there, and the solution to that is not through a witch hunt but through well, maybe if I get to know his family better, yeah. uh, I might be able to soothe my worries or maybe even intervene, maybe. He just, like I said, needs people to play with, yeah. or he needs something to give his energy. You know, maybe he just wants to be a taxidermist. You know, yeah. and he doesn't want to harm anything. He just wants to. He just loves animals and loves the animal form, and he wants to. You know, build taxidermy items. I don't know what you call them, but that's right. You know, who knows? Uh, and if you get to know him, maybe that will uh, help everybody. Yeah, I was,
1: I was reading something or watching something, I can't remember, about pedophilia and about how one of the problems, uh, is that since it's such a taboo, right? It's so horrible. It's so terrible that, um, there's never a forum for someone to admit that they have those feelings. So, like, if, if, let's say I had those feelings, you know, I would never feel safe mentioning it to anyone. So then I couldn't get help at all, right? And so, Similarly, if you have a very kind of closed off community where people keep to themselves, you don't talk about things, you kind of just like mind your own business, and then something like this happens, you may never know who or what or why, and that could just create a vacuum of like of uh in in other words, it also makes it so that it's easier to be unempathetic to your neighbors, right? right? So this person, let's say it was the case of the adult, like maybe it's an adult just playing a prank or but the fact that they feel that they can just do that in the neighborhood, like that, that's a little weird, right? right? So I would say that getting closer, like getting to know your neighborhood,
0: getting to know the neighbors and stuff, that might lead to more dialogue and, yeah. you know, might yeah, help. Yeah, I find that there's a general paranoia among Americans to be friends with their neighbors. Yeah. Whenever I say, hey, you know... I, uh, maybe just be friends with your neighbors if you're like, oh, what? That's, you know. And there's so much benefit to that. Bruno, before we say goodbye, let's do a raffle uh, for patron swag. Like rolling on the floor laughing? So give me a letter between A and Z D. D. And give me a. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say go, and then you say stop. Go. Stop. All right, Darren is going to get patron swag. Darren is going to get, say, okay, give me another letter. Okay, uh, M. And give me the second letter, probably a vowel. <laughs> okay, E. M-E. Do we have an M-E? Yes, we have an M-E who is actually me. It's not me, Kirk. It's <laughs> it's me. me. It's It's, it, it's me. It, it says me. Me. No, not you. Oh, me. But me. Okay, me. It says M-E. <laughs> Uh give me another letter. Okay. Um let's see, what we haven't done is R. Me has been a patron since October of twenty fifteen, uh-huh. right in the beginning. So R, 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 R and ready go stop. Rhonda oh. has been a patron just for about a month. So Rhonda is going to get some patron swag. No, wait. Rhonda. Has been a patron only for a month? No. Martin has been a patron longer than that. Anyway, so those three people are going to get some patron swag in the mail. And that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Seattle patron Hallie, let us know what you think. And take care of yourself because you deserve it.